Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And today we are talking about Tim Burton. Yay! Continues our Halloween theme. That's right. We've been doing some kind of Halloween, I want to say Halloween-y movies, but that's probably <laughs> Halloween-ish. That, no, that, go, that goes Halloween-y. along with Tim Halloween-y Burton because he made Frankenweenie, and which yeah. is one of my favorite um, Tim Burton movies. So. I love Frankenweenie. And that it's is a, a great It's one. a great movie. I love that it was a short originally and kind of like almost, I think it was like early, early in his career when well, he did the short. Well, yeah. it reminds me of Vincent. That mm-hmm. was my first um, kind of touch with Tim Burton. Um, 1982, I was still living in Colorado and I remember laying on the brown shag carpet in the basement of my house watching Vincent. And when, um, when Frank and Weenie came out, I was like, Oh, it's the same kind of animation and it's got mm-hmm. this cool thing. I just totally love it. Yeah. It's so imaginative and it, kids really liked it too. I'm like, is it going to be too weird for kids? It came out when I was working for Disney and I actually have, um, the big, uh, like vinyl sign that they, um, put up in the movie theaters because I was just like, I love this movie so much. Nice. It, It is a very weird movie. But at the same time, I think kids can identify it. I mean, anybody who's lost a pet at some point yeah. or, or mm-hmm. another, right? You you know what that's like to miss them. And then to have the – if anybody could bring their pets back, I think some most of us would, right? Because we some have that dog or cat. Pets. That we, yeah, I that's think weird. that's weird. <laughs> Sorry if you do that. It's weird. We, pro- <laughs> we probably have listeners who do. I don't know. I mean, we're not judging you out loud. No, but, it's but we're, we're not, not judging, judging you. you out loud, except, <laughs> except on the podcast, on the air. We're it's not no looking problem. directly at you and pointing. <laughs> right. It's more of a metaphoric point. <laughs> so I'm a huge Tim Burton fan. If I had to pick a favorite director, he mm-hmm. would definitely be up there as a as a top yes, candidate. Yes. Yes. Um, just because his stuff is quirky, it's weird. Some people call it dark. And it is. It, it sure. does have a dark feel to it. But a lot of his stories have heart, too. And I love a lot of the messages that, that are in the stories. And I think they're actually pretty uplifting when you think about it. Well, and some people are like, well, you just – he always does the same style. Okay, so he has a signature. But so right. does Scorsese that's and an, so does that's Spielberg. An and so, yeah. Like I love his style. I love that when you watch something, you're like, okay, this is Burton. Like if you didn't know going in, it's yeah. unmistakable. And even though it's dark, it's so colorful. Mm-hmm. Right. I, it, that, that's right? a great like point. It's, yeah. it's dark, but it's so col- – the colors are so vivid. Even though I don't like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. right. the movie and the coloring of the movie and the costumes and the set pieces, the details that are in a Tim Burton movie are unlike any mm-hmm. other. I agree. And I think it's interesting you bring that up that about uh, he's got a signature style and how people don't like that or they lodge that as a complaint. I think that's really one of those complaints that you – put out there when it's a style that somebody has and you just don't like their style. Yeah. Like right. there's or you have nothing else to complain about. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to like him because everybody else I could, likes I can see somebody who's like way into Tarantino being like, oh, all Tim Burton movies, they all look the same and they're all and you're like, because like, okay, Tarantino movies don't. Other like, than Reservoir Dogs. I yeah. mean, and that's my favorite Tarantino movie. Right. But it still has his, he has a good editing style Tarantino oh, right. does. We well, should probably do a Tarantino He His main editor passed away. And I felt that the editing was very different in the, his latest one, Once Upon oh, a Time yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah, well, the editing was much different in this film. It was, but he still had that signature of long scenes to get you there. Yeah, but he like, went. He goes too long sometimes. In, sometimes, yeah. and yeah. she would pull him back. And yeah, so, so he yeah. needs yeah. to find another. So I, I don't want to get on. There's not yeah. a lot of people in the Tarantino world though that film. are going to pull Tarantino back because I don't think he's an easy person to pull <laughs> no. back on anything. But yeah. so unlike <laughs> you guys, I'm not the world's biggest Tim Burton fan. I like him. 
Uh, I'm hit or miss on his films. I think he's a great art director. I think he's an incredibly creative person. Um, Some of his films, I just... There there are definitely some of his films and and probably even quite a few of his films that have problems. I mean, Mm -hmm. Dumbo is a great example of that. Oh, my gosh. That was a big disappointment for me. So I can understand that, that view because... For me, I love his stuff. And so if I'm going to sit in a Tim Burton movie, even if it's not a great Tim Burton movie, I'm going to enjoy it more than some other movies out there. A bad Tim there. Burton movie is better than most yes. for, me. for you. Yeah. Yes, but I, I, I agree with you. I'm not such a fanboy that I can say, no, all of his everything movies is are perfect yeah, and everything is great. Like, some are better than others. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are definitely movies of his like um, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter that I, I really – I think he produced that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah he but he's still – like I, if his name's on it, I oh, yeah. expect <laughs> it to be. And it was weird, but it also was Abraham Lincoln who I love and Vampire is what I love. And I was like, this looks – This is going to be amazing. Cool. And then I was like, what is that? Um, it's interesting you bring up that he was producer on on abraham lincoln vampire slayer hunter what are we hunter Hunter. Mm -hmm. okay um because what do you consider a tim burton movie is it just the movies that he directed the movies that he wrote or the movies that he also produced like for example nightmare before christmas everybody calls it a tim burton movie but he was a producer right but it has his style well he looks like tim burton he created that when he was working at disney yeah right and then wanted to make it after he left disney yeah um and they basically said no if you created it while you're here we own it and so he partnered with them uh harry selznick i think was the director on that that's the director the Um, thing about tim burton he's very him and spielberg have the same kind of thing i know that if steven spielberg is producing something he's sitting in the room is uh, he's not a a he didn't just hand his name and his money to the film that's not who tim burton is that's not who steven spielberg is they there are different types of producers and there are producers that won't leave the set that won't leave you alone that have a lot of say which can be a good or a bad thing if you're a filmmaker then there's those that just want to put their name and their money on it Mm -hmm. um and they're the ones that are in the room they're adding their what their knowledge their feel they're like ridley scott Mm -hmm. is like that and so um i think that's why you can you can see that on there and when when he's on a film a lot of his crew um goes with whether he's producing or not he's usually going to have somebody that he knows either his editor or Mm -hmm. um you know costumer a lot of his same actors that he uses Mm -hmm. will be in the film even if he's just producing it and i say just but you know right right well and that's a great example i think steven spielberg is a great example of that when you look at something like back to the future where zemeckis that was like his first film that he directed and it was awesome. And his training wheels were Steven Spielberg. Right, like exactly. Steven Spielberg was, was in there the helping. Him. Yeah. He was riding the bike, but Steven Spielberg was holding the bike up. Exactly. It was the and best, that's why it, it was, was great. the best teamwork. It yeah. was the best teamwork, yeah. for sure. And I think Tim Burton is, is very similar. If he's going to put his name on it, it's going to look like a Tim Burton Absolutely. movie. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, like I said, I think some are better than others. <laughs> right. What would you say is your favorite Tim Burton movie? Oh, man. There's so many to choose from, but... I think it's probably Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is a movie that should not have worked. That's it's, absolutely it, true. But it, it was, was so great. But like, it, how many times did I watch that growing Phil up? Phil Hartman from Saturday Night Live co-wrote that. Mm-hmm. And I think the script is just brilliant. And it is. And it is just so well done. And I think that one is, is and, probably and, my favorite. And when you watch it, you're like, am I supposed to take this? I mean, obviously, it's a comedy, so you don't take it super seriously. Right. But you know, you've got Pee Wee's Funhouse, right? Uh-huh. Or Playhouse or whatever that was the show. And it was uh-huh. crazy and kooky and just this off the wall kind of world. And then you put Pee Wee into this like real <laughs> world 
<laughs> and how are you supposed to take that? And it does work. Oh yeah. Um, and Tim Burton and throughout his career is someone who has taken risks that you're like, this shouldn't this should work. Never He's work. done things that everybody would be like, that isn't going to work. For example, casting Michael Keaton as Batman. Right. He's a comedian. Right. It's right. not going to work, mm-hmm. but it totally it worked. It totally worked. Um, I bet you, though, that everybody who's ever volunteered at the Alamo hates Tim Burton. Yes. With a passion. <laughs> yes. When, when, our, when our old producer, Zonzon, took his trip down to San Antonio. Oh, my goodness, Zonzon. We made him promise before he left that he was going to ask, ask where the, the basement was at the Alamo. And he did because he's a jerk like that. In his uh, own words, uh, in his own words. I was going to say a lovely jerk. And he said it didn't go over well at all, but he didn't care. He's like, what ups? I'm Zanzan. Don't you know who I am? Yeah, I'm Zanzan. Um, it's hard for me to I did choose. Love Batman. Yeah, I mean, Batman was, you know, as much as um, Vincent was my first kind of, you know, feel with him because I was a kid and it was on TV and I would watch it. It would scare me, but I loved it because mm-hmm. it was so different and so intriguing. I mean, Batman was like the first movie right. um, that I was introduced to with him. But then there's Big Fish. Oh, that's a good and, one, too. And I, when you can go from something like Batman to Beetlejuice to Big Fish to Frankenweenie. And they're all amazing and they're all hits, but they're all so different. Yet, again, they have his stamp on it. But Big Fish is such a great movie that I think is people don't, they don't remember that film. Um, But it is so great because it's so whimsical and so weird. Mm -hmm. That had Ewan McGregor, didn't it? Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Yeah. And of course, Helen Ooh, the Bonham witch. Carter was yeah. in it because yeah. she's in like everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were married. They, for were, they, were, they married, were married, and that's why and, and she they, was. She was even cast in movies with him at, when they weren't married because yeah. Yeah. they understand they they're both brilliant. Each other. So, yeah. 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 Well, and uh, Big Fish is probably my favorite too. I, I can't think of one that I think is more well done. I think that's probably his masterpiece film, mm. just because it is. It's still his signature style. It's still a signature look, and he still brings us into a world that you're trying to figure out what am I supposed to believe here and what is hyperbole and what's not. And right. and that's kind of at the core of Big Fish, right? Because his dad's always telling these big, uh, tall tales and his son's like, it's all made up. And, and then at the funeral, the, the funeral is my favorite because you're just like, oh, it's not all are. made up. There's all the characters from his stories. And obviously some of it's exaggerated right. and everything, but, but then at the core of it, even, even when you realize, okay, well, some of it's exaggerated, but his dad was doing the best he could to, to share experiences with his son um, to make that, that time away worth it. Right. He had really a mundane life. He was a door to door salesman. He Mm -hmm. had to, he was on the road a lot and it had to be super monotonous and super boring. And he was away from his family, you know? And so who do you meet when you're on the road? You meet all these interesting people and then you have time to think about them and you have time to put them into these situations. And it was just so great. Well, and I think as a, as someone, as a parent, you go to work and you're away from your kids and you're missing stuff that your kids are doing and you're missing things that uh, they're accomplishing and parts of their lives that you'd love to share in. But you, you also have to like pay for the place where they live and right. food on their table and things like that. But to take that to an extreme where you are traveling to make that happen, mm-hmm. somehow you want to make that worth it. Mm-hmm. And so to come home mm-hmm. and tell them stories, these are the amazing adventures that I went on. I think right. he was trying to bond anyway. Yeah. I could do a whole episode on Big Fish and I would love to <laughs> sometimes because I love that movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. Um, but I think that's probably my favorite. 
Well, and I think the reason why I love Tim Burton so much is that in every one of his movies um, that I like, that I've seen, is that he does make you question what is reality, what's not reality. But, you know, by 10 to 15 minutes in the movie, you don't care. You want whatever he's telling you to be the reality. You're all in. I mean, even in Sweeney Todd, you know, we all know, well, most of us know the story of Sweeney Mm -hmm. Todd. It's been told over and over and over. You know, musicals. The Demon Barber on Fleet Street. And. And the way that he did that, and I think the casting for that film was so great. And the way that, um, you know, I was like, I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't work mm-hmm. when you take a musical and mm-hmm. you put it into a movie. We've seen it not work time and time oh, again. Oh, yeah. It, it, it works. The upcoming Cats. Oh, <laughs> we don't know that's going to be bad yet. It might be brilliant. Listen, uh-huh. That makes sure. me throw up in my mouth and there's no hairball in there. So, um, I mean, it might be wonderful and I'll come back here and say I was so wrong. I'm doubting. No, but um, even you look at like Les Mis, I think is right. a great example. You had a cast. It, it should have been phenomenal and mm-hmm. it just didn't capture had, the same I like, spirit see, as I the play. I Les Mis more than I liked Into the Woods. Okay. Yeah. Into the Woods. And I had never seen Into the Woods before. And there are parts of Into the Woods that I think are great. It was so long and so mm-hmm. drawn out that you needed to have an intermission to go get some snacks because I was bored. <laughs> well, and the second <laughs> half isn't nearly as funny as the first half. Right. right. I'm glad that that's a thing because I was it, like, it, why isn't this funny? Yeah, anymore. I've seen. I've seen the musical. <laughs> Why did they turn the funny off? I've seen I don't the musical. The first half is really funny, and the second half, you're like, "What happened to the funny? It's not there anymore." Yeah, and so, but I think, like, even with Sweeney Todd. I was like, is this going to work? Because it's so dark. But also the great thing about Sweeney Todd on the stage is seeing all the things that are happening that you see that the characters in right. the scene don't see. Right. And, so, and how do you bring that in the film? And he did such a he great job. And the coloring awesome. in that film. That coloring is brilliant. Now, that's not a film that I need to watch all the time. No. Like, I, like every once in a while, I might be like, okay, it's on. I'll watch it. I never go to seek out Sweeney Todd. But when I saw it in the theater, I was like, this was brilliant. Yep. But it's not like, you know other movies of his where I will watch over and over again. Yeah. And, and I think some of those movies I, that I would say I could watch over and over again, Frank and Winnie would definitely be in yeah, there. James mm-hmm. and the Giant Peach. James I've and the Giant Peach. Love that one. Times, I, think, yeah. I don't think he, I think he produced that. Yeah, he produced that one. Again, yeah. you can still I think it was Selznick again, um, but yeah, I love James and the Giant Peach. First of all, I think Tim Burton and Roald Dahl are like a perfect match. <laughs> and I know that except. we have, no, I'd not accept. I like Charlie and the chocolate factory and we are talking Tim Burton on this episode. So I can say that openly. I like Charlie and the chocolate factory. Wonka, Wonka, Wonka. Wonka. I want them to start on fire because they're annoying, but they're supposed to be. That's all. I, every time somebody says Charlie and the chocolate family, all I think of is Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. I'll tell you this. I like the lead up to the factory. Okay. More than I liked uh, the original. Okay. But everything from the factory on, I felt just did not work. I I liked it. I think Which it Which is works. totally cool. I'm I, not bagging right. on you. Yeah. Well, we're about ready to get to fisticuffs here. It's <laughs> oh coming gosh. close. No. Separate us now. No, you are just, separated. There's, there's a table between us. You and I'm pretty sure nobody's flipping I, it. I, if I anybody think, was going to flip a table, it'd be me and I'm too tired. I think part of the problem with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory uh, is that it wasn't Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, right, and it's right. hard to top Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. It well, just and is. it's so ingrained and, and, in our collective childhoods, right? And Johnny Depp does Willy not Wonka do it. Looks like Francis McDormand. Yes, it was a little bit weird. <laughs> Why not just cast Francis McDormand? As It'd be perfect. <laughs> but, well, and but I, I think I it works better than people sometimes give it credit for. I didn't need a backstory for Wonka. No, that, but I like that backstory uh, a little I didn't bit. Like that one, I like it, and. It, 
Plus, it was an excuse to get Christopher Lee in the movie, which is Lee fantastic. Is <laughs> and I love that his dad was a dentist. <laughs> Can we talk about Edward Scissorhands? Yes, of course. Oh my gosh! I remember what seeing a weird that in love story, right? Yeah, it's totally. But it's it's like a when I watch it, I feel like it's a modern retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. In well, a lot of I ways. I grew up in that neighborhood, minus the castle at the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. Like when I lived in Colorado, yeah, and I tell people and that how I describe the neighborhood I grew up in. I said, it's the Edwards. It, I lived in an Edward Scissorhands neighborhood where all of the houses were pastel and mm-hmm. everyone mowed their lawns at the same time. And my mom was the Avon lady mm-hmm. that yeah. watched all the kids. Like that's the neighborhood I grew up in. And I'm pretty sure everybody was just as judgy. I don't know. I was riding around on a three-wheeler, you know, just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can, in my opinion, and I'm sure we'll get a lot of people that will love this, but suburban Salt Lake is basically that neighborhood <laughs> oh, oh, from sure. Edward Scissorhands because oh, sure. there is so much. I mean, especially in newer neighborhoods, you get into like Daybreak, Harriman, and, and a lot of those areas. Daybreak. Just kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you go out there and it is like every all the houses look the same. Mm-hmm. Everybody has, you know, if you're mowing your lawn at two o'clock in the afternoon, then you better believe everybody's doing it because you can't not do something different. You, you have to conform in a lot of yep. ways. Yep. And I don't think that's unique here no no i think there's a lot of places that that's yeah, the case suburbia they, yeah, in I general think they i think Newtown wrote this movie at all no. i think it's just in general suburbia. but you can see but it you can relate it's really, that you're yeah because yeah. yeah. i'm from colorado and so that's I mean, was my neighborhood in colorado right. so the band rushed its subdivisions the song which is a brilliant, brilliant they lived song. up in toronto canada you know so yeah. i think it's kind of a universal yeah and thing. i think that's why we identify with it so quickly so and i think all of us can identify with uh the the girl in the movie where it's just intriguing to do something different and be something different than mm-hmm. what's the same that everybody else. Oh, is. for sure. And that's my favorite movie. That sh- that's my favorite role for her. I think yep. I, I, we know a writer. I would agree I, with that. I, she's been in a few things since that. I, I kind of like, um, but I just think this one, um, I, I just think, I don't know what Tim Burton got out of her in this film, but I haven't seen it since I've seen yeah. brilliance, like girl mm-hmm. interrupted. She mm-hmm. was good, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like in this, there was something so authentic about, um, her playing this character, um, that I, yeah, I think it was, it's my favorite role for her. Yeah. I would probably agree with that. Yeah. I like her a lot in stranger things. I think she does a great job as the mom. Show, hey, so. it, that's okay. Yeah. Hit or miss. Okay, I liked but, her when she accepted but, the award for Stranger Things. That's one of my favorite roles that she did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the memes that came out of that were fantastic. <laughs> but, but she is incredible in Edward Scissorhands, and so is Johnny Depp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. really, he is. I'm a, I'm a big Johnny Depp fan, and we might get hate mail for that, but I, I'm, I'm on it, his side. You have to separate him as the actor from the alleged person. Do you? Like, I don't, so I'm yeah. good. But, but, I mean, because so many people can't, separate yeah. them yeah like they're tied together yeah you know like i can still really I don't respect separate woody allen from i, and I don't I, respect him and i don't yeah. separate right. that and and for, with you know not to get too political into it but i <laughs> you know I, I think in that situation because i have done a lot of the research to kind of hear both sides of the story and, right. and they're both at fault yeah mm-hmm. and uh and and i think that a lot of people have taken advantage of him um and he's allowed it but he's also put himself in really bad situations but Agreed. i think he's a great actor i think um, it's a tremendous and, I, actor. and i'm not a huge fan of amber heard so yeah. yeah, she's she's done, she's, she's, done, she's made a lot of bad choices as well in her personal life and in her acting career. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I think it's definitely two sides of the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and somewhere in the middle is probably but, but the I, truth. But I don't think. Ever, but we won't, we won't ever, ever know. know. Right. Yeah, but it bothers me when people are like, "Well, I can never watch another Johnny Depp movie," or 
I had a friend who was so upset with John, the accusations against John Lasseter. Yeah. And they're like, I can't watch Pixar movies anymore. I'm like, yeah. no, you can still watch and enjoy those and appreciate them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, that's, that's a, a whole hard different thing. podcast because, like, I, I am a huge Michael Jackson fan, but I'm not anymore. Yeah, right. And, it's and hard for me. My, it yeah. hurts my heart because that's who I grew up on. That's why I love dancing. That's why I love music. Like, he was my childhood, and I just can't anymore. So, yeah. But if we don't talk about Johnny Depp while we're talking about Tim Burton, yeah. it's, it's a very <laughs> short episode <laughs> because yeah. there are so was, many. I mean, he's in, he's in Sleepy Hollow. He's in So Sleepy Hollow. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Sweeney Todd. Ed Wood is hilarious. Ed Wood is incredibly oh my hilarious. Gosh, uh, yeah, Sleepy Hollow, big, f- not big fish. He's no, not in big fish. Uh-uh. Sweeney Dark Todd, Shadows, Dark which Shadows. Was horrible. Sorry, that I didn't could have been good. Dark yeah, Dark Shadows. Was I feel favorite. like they Again. did jokes in that movie just to like, oh, you were just going to shock people, like yeah. shock yeah. value. It didn't go with what the movie was. It was well, like we just it, need to put something weird and shocking. It, it was here. kind of right. following the trend of taking something. That was a, a series or a show from the seventies, and then like putting not changing any of the characters twist. and just implanting them into our modern right. society. Like you saw that with the Brady Bunch, you saw it with the Coneheads, mm-hmm. and it kind of follows that there same that trend, trend. And that doesn't while, yeah. usually work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick side note: Have you guys seen uh, what we do in the shadows? Is it the TV series? Or the I movie? know you've talked about this. Not I still yet. haven't it's seen on it. It's on my list. It's on my list. Taike. I can never pronounce Tiaki, his name. Yeah, I can't Tiaki, say yeah. uh, Watiti. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Flight of the Concords guys. I love the, movie. the Flight of the Concords yeah. guys. Yeah, Flight of the Concords. And is... it's very, um, it's, it's, it's a screwball. If you haven't seen it, it's a fake documentary about these vampires living in modern day society. Okay, and the FX show. TV series had me howling. It was brilliant. <laughs> anyway, now, do you out. think that Tim Burton, when he got into filmmaking, he was like, if I'm making a film, then Elfman has to be like, it's in my contract that Danny Elfman I, has to be involved. I've often, <laughs> I've, I've often wondered, I, I don't know if it was like when he got into it, but I think. Like as Later they started on, they working both, together, they, they realized, like, hey, we jive like this yeah. works. Right. You know, love Danny well, so it, and Tim Burton's movies would not be what they are no. without Elfman's no. music. Yeah. Absolutely. And Oingo would Boingo he be was like not the training wheels, but like the bell on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But or the card in the spokes. <laughs> so I picture it like to me, it, it's similar to the relationship between like George Lucas and John Williams, where yeah. George right. Lucas was putting star Wars together mm-hmm. and it was just weird and nobody really got it. But once they added John Williams music, it was like, Oh no, this makes okay. sense. This is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Danny Elfman does that. He yeah. elevates the story for yeah. Tim Burton. He hears it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Oingo Boingo was starting to kind of wind down. Um, they still toured into the early nineties, but um, they were winding down and then it, it kind of came out of nowhere that he got hired for Batman. Yeah. And everybody was like, what? And then they heard the theme song. It was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's just been able to do so much since then. And even outside of Tim Burton stuff, but his signature Elfin, stuff. Elfman's music. It's just he's awesome. a brilliant musician. He's yeah. weird as all get out, but that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I've heard Oingo Boingo stuff. It's not like it's... uh, Follow him on Instagram. That's an interesting follow. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Done. I will He has, like, real mummified hands in his house just because. Because he can. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. So. I guess. But not stuff pets. (laughs) Okay, I guess mummified hands. That is weirder than stuff pets. I'm just telling you, like... Which body but, part do you draw the line the at? Because is, you don't know the person that the hands yeah, belong to. Maybe that's <laughs> it. You can't recognize them. But like, like, where do you even go to get mummified hands? Right? Like, 
Yeah. Is there a store? He knows a guy. He I knows mean, a guy. He's got he a mummy oh, guy. I'm sure I mean, there yeah. are people just send him stuff. I'm like, sure. This is bizarre. I'll I mean, send it to Danielle. you show up to, you know, coffee at a guy's house in Hollywood and it's, yeah, there's weird people that show up there. All different <laughs> kinds of folks. I'll be there next week. <laughs> I'll bring it. you back some mummified hands. <laughs> it, awesome. I'm, I'm up for it. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'll display them. I'll bring them to work. That'll make everyone uncomfortable. It'll so, be great. Here's another reason you should love Tim Burton. You probably already know this, but did you know? I needed more reasons. Thank the you. The Muppet movie. The Muppet movie. He was a Muppeteer. Was he? He yeah. was. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. He's had, he's had his hands in places. <laughs> Again, every time we talk about the Muppets, it somehow gets to this why point you, where it gets so weird. I don't know. I don't know. Well, so it, Tracy brings it up all the time too. Well, I'm like the softball. You guys are like obsessed with I'm, what's inside I'm, Kermit. I'm pitching it. I'm pitching it right down the. <laughs> wow, that, the way you said that—that that was on me. I blame myself for that one. <laughs> Um, I, I love El- and Danny Elfman's music is probably my favorite part of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because he did all of the he did all of the songs and sang all of the songs in that the Oompa Loompas sang. Now yeah. the lyrics came from Roald Dahl's actual book, right. but he sang them and put, put his the music to it. it. And yeah. So that's kind of creepy. funny. But yeah, I mean, he's creepy. directed he's directed nineteen feature films. That is impressive. Tim Burton has. Yeah. What are they all? Let's list them all. <laughs> You've got the list pulled Pee-wee's up. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Which is great. Beetlejuice, which is really good. Yes. Batman, which is great. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, I like. Batman Returns, I hated. Oh, I see, that's my that favorite. We haven't Batman. even talked about oh. Big Eyes yet. No. Big Eyes, yeah. And yeah. that was an interesting one. Uh, he was producer on Nightmare Before Christmas, but then he directed Ed Woods, Mars Attacks, Sleepy Hollow. Mars Attacks. I love Mars Attacks. <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> Those aliens are great. Uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Big Fish. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Corpse Bride. Sweeney Todd. Alice in Wonderland. Dark Shadows. Frank and Winnie. Big Eyes. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. And Dumbo. And we have Beetlejuice 2 coming. Yep. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Is he going to direct or just it's produce? It's on the list. I don't know. I don't know. I um, forgot they announced that. That's right. Yeah. So, and yeah, I forgot about Mars Attacks. I love that show. <laughs> yes. So weird, but so great. And my daughter totally loves um, The Corpse Bride. Mm, like, I that's don't know what too. it is about so, that. It's one of our favorites in our yeah. house. We watch it every Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's so it was, weird and off, but we like love it. Yeah. He like finds that little part in all of our brains that we have, and he shows us that it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> um, so that came out while my wife and I were dating, and she's here in the studio audience, so I'm going to embarrass hey. her. Hi. And that was, we went and saw that together, and that was and the he, first what, time. By studio, he means the watchtower. Yeah, the watchtower. <laughs> We are at our favorite place, the Watchtower. That's right. Coffee and comics. Give a little shout out to Mike and Corey. That's right. They're awesome. They're fantastic so people. Um, but we we went and saw that movie. That was the first time that we held hands. Was in that movie. Aww. So Tomorrow. whenever I watch That's it, that cool. like, to me Every it's like a I super romantic movie. <laughs> I'll think about you getting so. first base. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> His wife is right there. Yeah. She's uh-huh. hearing every, and she's turning <laughs> bright fine. red. It's fine, so. it's fine. It's love. It is love. love it was love. love. I love love. <laughs> um, but yeah, Corpse Bride is, is a great, 
And I love that animation style because it's kind yeah, of similar to similar Nightmare to Before Vincent, Christmas and yeah, Vincent. Nightmare Before Christmas, um, Frank and Weenie. Yeah. Well, he started making movies at 13 and was doing stop motion. Overachiever. Right. <laughs> right. Oh. Well, but that's <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I think he was always odd. And I think he was always different. And I think that film was a way for him to get that out there. I feel like we're lucky that somebody handed him a camera right. instead of left him to his own devices right. with his weirdness. Right. That's probably I think, true. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people who we society and I say we, and I mean society think are weird and different. It really, it's because they're just, they think differently. They see the world differently and right. having an outlet like film or writing that's I think why so many artists are so different is mm-hmm. because that's their outlet. That's the way to get their brilliance and the way they see the world mm-hmm. out, out there. And I think yeah. Tim Burton falls in. I mean, he's a weird guy, right? He's yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's quirky. He's he is what his and films are, but like in real life, that yeah. he was a Disney animator. He mm-hmm. worked on some of their biggest flops. Like yeah, he these worked movies, in the dark ages of Disney, the black cauldron, yeah. the, the Fox and the Hound. Yeah. But, like, the, but at the time the, they were not making money and they almost shut down the animation yeah. department. Yeah, yeah. Before the Renaissance you know, of the, Late eighties, early nineties, and Aladdin, all that, yeah, Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it surprises me, but it doesn't. I mean, right. Tim Burton, I think, fits. Um, like the ba- fits Black Cauldron, you know? I totally see. He worked on Tron, the original. Yeah. I totally see that. Fox and the Hound is a little different, but I mean, art is art, so yeah, you know. But I just think it's interesting that you have somebody. Who's Cox and the Hound is one of my least favorite Disney so movies what? ever. I'm sorry. Far I don't history. know why. I love it. It's adorable. Yeah. Is it totes adorbs? It, no, but it's oh. just adorable. <laughs> it's cute. It's I don't fluffy and cute I struggle and... with the talking animals sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I have some gummies that'll help you with that. No. <laughs> Not that kind of struggle. What about shrooms? No, I don't. I'm just talking about like gummy bears, man. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking like fungus. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. totally. Uh, I don't even know where to go from there. I totally agree on this. There's got to be an easy segue from that to a Tim from Burton movie. Sure. Tim Burton? Like there's yeah. got to be a way that works. Well, I'm sure he's probably... Had some experiences. Oh, I'm sure. Hallucinogenics <laughs> in there somehow. So, but he probably stores stores it in his hair. <laughs> There's plenty of room. Yeah, and who knows what's in there? Yeah. Honestly, I wonder what it smells like. I don't want to know what his hair smells like. Musty. I really, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's I don't gotta think it be, would be clean. Musty. I mean, he's yeah. I'm just wondering though, is he like one of those people that uses like a fruity shampoo, or is it more like a, I want it to smell like mountain air? Wouldn't it be weird you know, if he was like, like really super particular about what his shampoo is? I, mean, I, like, I think he like I don't know if I can picture him. I, I'm having a hard time picturing him as either like. I can't decide. Is he like, I don't care whatever's in the shower. That's what I'm going to use, or is he like, no, it's got to be this specific. Or whatever or something. it is, it's in a black bottle. Probably oh, for sure. <laughs> Everything is. He probably buys this, it. Whatever it is, he puts put it in, in a black, black bottle. bottle. Well, he has it formulated yeah. and shipped to him because you know that the color's got to be black of yeah. the actual shampoo. Yeah. yeah. This is. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I have a weird like thing about what you like. Celebrities what people, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I. It, every Halloween, we pull out a lot of the Tim Burton movies just mm-hmm, because yeah. I feel like whether it. It's not like any of his movies take place at Halloween or most of them don't, but they just have that feel that just, for me, that's what I like at Halloween is kind of that creepy feel, but not overly gory, not overly right. Yeah. Right. Um, um, scary. We haven't talked about uh, Sleepy Hollow. 
Yeah, Sleepy which Hollow. Is a great intro right. for our holiday for our Halloween. It is. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Visually, it's great. Visually, great. It's, it's a flat it's a thin movie. story. Yeah. It's yeah. A flat There's movie. not a whole lot. I wanted there, to. But it came I out, wanted him to do more with it than what he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. It came out when I was like totally romantic about movies, and I'm not saying that I'm not now. Right. But I mean, like, it was that time of my life where I was just like, everything is good, and <laughs> and I love Tim Burton, and it's dark, and I'm this dark girl, and you know, there's I love Johnny Depp, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, this is gonna be so amazing, and then I went and saw it, and I was like, why isn't it so amazing? <laughs> yeah. Why do I need is to that- watch it again? Maybe it'll be amazing the second time, and it wasn't. But it was visually stunning. Visually, it was amazing. It, yeah. It could have been so great, but it ended up only being the second best Sleepy Hollow movie after <laughs> Ichabod. Mm-hmm. The Disney, I love the Disney oh, cartoon. So I love it. It's great. I love it so much. But yeah, I, it, it could have been more and he could have taken more chances and yeah. he just didn't. Um, yeah, it was just flat. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Nightmare Before Christmas, it's hard for me not to love that movie because right. it's just really well, well done. Well, and and when I you s- go to Disneyland in a couple weeks, they decorate the Haunted Mansion. I know. I'm so excited. Before Christmas. I'm so excited. Have you never been in there? I've never it? been <gasps> at, at Halloween or Christmas so time, so I've never seen the Haunted Mansion redone that way. In the ballroom where all the ghosts are dancing and having a party, there's a gingerbread house and they make that out of real gingerbread every year and then they pump in gingerbread scents yes. as you go by. So it's so cool. I've I've been aware of the gingerbread house for a long time because I'm a Disney nerd, right? And uh, which you know, it's weird that we hang <laughs> tell out. Me, tell me all about your love for Disney, Jake. Yes, just tell me all about I'm, it. I'm sure it doesn't run as deep as no, yours. There's but, no comparison. No, we all, but, it's all. But I've and Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite rides, so I love. Right. I'll, I'll watch YouTube videos and everything. And this year they're doing it on the the gingerbread house is the 50th anniversary of mm-hmm. the Haunted Mansion, and yeah. which is I'm so brilliant. excited to see it. I'm so excited I'm really for you. Excited and for I love well. that it's all done in Nightmare Before Christmas, and so it's it'll be great. <laughs> just, and I and I know that he didn't. I got an argument on Facebook with about this because somebody said, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas isn't technically a Tim Burton movie. It is. It's, it's totally, totally, is. A, totally a Tim Burton And again, film. we've talked about it with the it's producer part. Go back and look at the sketches that he did at Disney. All yeah. those characters are right there. He wrote the story. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely his yeah. film. He designed it, the characters. It's got his thumbprint, his finger all, all over it. Over yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, him and Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman does all the singing for Jack Skellington in the movie. Well, and, and you know, I just, there are so many movies out there. I mean, he did Alice uh, mm-hmm. through the looking glass, nope. um, Alice in Wonderland. And yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Yes. But the second one wasn't him. Oh, it wasn't him, but no, Alice in Wonderland yeah, was. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't really care for the second one. As yeah, much. that's but why Alice I wanted to make that distinction. Great, but like, there are so many people that try and get like a touch of him. And I just saw uh, the second Maleficent movie, and even the first Maleficent movie looked like it they was trying it, to be. It, it did not trying, but they were inspired a little bit by his aesthetic, yeah. which mm-hmm. is great because we're all inspired by you know the people that we that we like and, and everything. And, and, uh, th- but in this latest Maleficent movie, which I got to tell you that I think it's way too violent for a PG movie. It should be PG 13. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it, there are parts in that movie that remind me of Tim Burton and it, and it gives yep. me a smile because like, I, I like the fact that he is inspiring others to be, I mean, it's not trying to be one. It's just, an, you can tell that the aesthetic is a little bit like Maleficent totally looks like a Tim Burton character. Yeah, she totally like her does. Makeup and her uh, you know, cheekbones and, she, and She'd and the be right at home. And everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. And that's for sure. And he's getting to the point now, and he's done so much that, and has established his style so much. We should start seeing more and more directors and filmmakers that are inspired and influenced by him. I could totally. And see I that. think that's going yeah. to happen more and more. I hope it does. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it at all. Yeah. Um. So I, I just think he's awesome. Cool. 
We don't have anything to grade, though. I mean, we uh, body him. of work. Grade him. <laughs> <laughs> Overall grade of Tim Burton. Yeah. I, if or we, we could just say our, I mean, we said kind of our favorite movies, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. if, if I were to give his, over, so there's two, if I were to grade him as a director, I would think, I would give him an A plus just because I love most of his stuff. But his body of work, maybe more of a B plus because you've got to yeah. throw in the stinkers at that yeah, point. Yeah, I would and say, I would say so B plus, good. but you know what? For a body of work, as long as he's been in yes. film, a but, B plus is pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think it's great too because as long as he's been in film and he's always done his own thing. Yeah, that you know, is absolutely true. A and lot I have of, a huge amount of respect. A lot for that. of directors that have been in as long as he has, they have a period where they're doing stuff that just isn't really them. I mean, he's got a couple of movies here and there. Like Planet of the Apes was weird. Why did he do mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes? But it wasn't. But I liked it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And credit to him was, for doing practical makeup on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which especially a time when, when it you was. Didn't have mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, I think B plus for that amount of time is, is a good grade. Yeah. I'll go B B minus. Yeah, just depending. But I'm plus. I'm in that I'm in that range. Awesome. Cool. We'll come back later in the year and do like a big fish. I would love to do that'd big be cool. Fish. I'd, yeah. I'd be down with that. Such a great movie. And next week we're going to be talking about Wes Craven, <laughs> the master of horror. And so I'm Tracy you and I will be trading places at that point because I, I am not, I, I'm a not huge, a massive Craven fan, but I, I respect a lot of what he's done. Well, yeah. I think if you're talking about the, the slashers sub genre, <laughs> oh man, he's the king, the slasher sub genre. It's hard not to talk about him because you I can't. think he's been so you influential in I that. I mean, just like Tim Burton, he's a visionary for the style of film that mm-hmm. he does. And so many, like I don't watch those films, but I have a total respect for him and I know his name, even though I don't watch a lot of his movies. And I think that's the same as Tim Burton. You yeah. Know, people that even aren't a huge fan of his genre, they respect him and they know him. Yeah, I agree. So it'll be interesting to be talk a fun about episode. Him. Not not to confuse them with Wes Anderson, which sometimes I do. <laughs> They're very different. What? <laughs> Just the names. Obviously, I know the difference when I see their films. Oh, this is definitely. Those are both two directors that you know that it's one of their films. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We should do a Wes Anderson episode oh, sometime. Oh, okay. That'd be fun. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can... Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Please leave a review. We always appreciate that. And you can send us feedback at um, podcasts at movies that make us dot com. And yeah, we won't see you at the movies. We won't see you at the movies Willy unless Wonka. we do Willy next Wonka. week. 24. Willy Wonka. All This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.